We're live. We're live. Live. Live from New York. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> Shall we? Live from New York. It's Saturday night. Rock. Tuesday. Reminds me of that store. I don't know if you guys have it in your neighborhood, but there's a store that sells like crafts, I think. That's called Tuesday Morning. The most boring Ew. store name. I don't know why you know that, but okay. Because you drive by and you see the sun, it says Tuesday morning. And I'm like, what the fuck are they doing there? It's the most boring time of day of the It's most probably boring. a front for a cult that, that sells like uh, uh, juice. Yes, juice. They, that's it. They, juice no, boxes. They're, they're so boring, they sell the cup. Nikes and solo cups. Yeah, that's all they sell. Okay, guys. Um, I feel bad for Kool Aid because they didn't drink Kool Aid in that cult. It was um, it was the other one. Powerade. No. Um, what what uh, what was the other you know mixable drink back then? It's still around. Right. No. Ecto cooler. That's what I thought. <laughs> it just wasn't Kool Aid. I knew that. High C. High C. That's it. It was high C. He said ecto cooler, which was high C. So that's how I got there. Just yeah. like. Pineapple juice and sugar. That's what that's what I see is just But for yeah, but for some reason drinking the Kool-Aid, you know, with that saying after the mass suicide when the Hail Bob Comet was here. Around. Yeah. So, Jim Jones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Drinking the Kool-Aid. It wasn't Kool-Aid, it was high C. <laughs> well, you know what? Good branding by by Kool-Aid jump on that. Yeah, I, I'm I'm thinking did it help or hurt Kool-Aid? I don't know. But, Lost opportunity. Yeah. Cool, it's still number one, so there you go. There you go. I mean, if people are saying your name, that means they remember you. There you go. They should just had a comic book where the Kool-Aid man's fighting Jim Jones, like Fisticuff style. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Arm. That's what I love him. Climbing up the stairs to the stars. To the oh, comic. yeah. <laughs> Let's go to the comet. Mm -hmm. Macho Man Randy Savage when I do it, but... <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay brother. Like all right, brother. <laughs> okay. Moonsaw is ready. Right on uh, my Adam. Mother's is filmed, brother. Adam, one through four. One through four. Uh, three. God damn it. Everyone always picks three. So the Simpsons. <laughs> Frank, one through five. Two. Oh, come on, Lisa. Humans, you have stopped eating. Blanking, you big, stupid space creature. Nobody, <laughs> but nobody eats the Simpsons. Bordering in Wonderland, the Twilight Zone review. They thought we were going to eat them. <laughs> Good God, is this some kind of joke? No, they're serious. Hello, citizens. Welcome to LIW. That's well as in a review episode 209, season 5, top 5. I am Phoenix West. I'm Frank Lynx. And I'm Adam Wilcox. Welcome, guys. Um, we are going to discuss, unfortunately, top 5 of season 5. And I do have a question for you. I don't know if I'm going to pose it in this episode or the next. Probably the next, because it's more relevant to that. Frank made a fucking list on paper. Holy <laughs> shit. It only took him five fucking seasons. I, uh, I went old school, but you know I did at least make a list. So uh, Old school? Frank went old school. I know. But I, <laughs> I, I, I typed it out so I wouldn't make mistakes. Pretty new school there, Adam. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I, mean, well, I mean, what's old school? You did it on an iPhone 5? I mean, <laughs> no, I remember my, my great-grandpa had a quill pen. And he would sit there and just dip his ink in there, and he'd go, he I'm going to write the grocery list. And he'd go, where's my iPhone? And he'd type it into that thing. I, I could have wrote it on a scroll, but I ran out this afternoon. I'm sorry. They're all out of scrolls. Such a failed joke. Yeah. <laughs> he failed so bad, dude. That's all right. Does anybody have a car crash? Can they can do it. <laughs> we throw it in there. <laughs> I mean, ISCP, Jared has one for me. It's, oh, used nice. it's used often. <laughs> Can't imagine why. No kidding, dude. <laughs> Let's get into get our bottom, five our top, five, top fives. Top five is five. So we're starting at 
the least favorite working our way to the favorite. So That's what I did. Up. Five to one. Okay. But you got to mention that <laughs> I got that joke. I your least joke. your least favorite, if it's in the top five list of season five, is still saying a lot, right? Because yeah. yeah. how much you guys hate season five. So, well, it could. It also could mean our four and five are okay. <laughs> you won't agree with me anyway, but I don't give a shit. So <laughs> that's all right. We don't have either uh, the holder in this season, so I'm not. Gonna yeah, you don't have to worry about that one. That that's that's for another episode of the of a. You, you know, it'll show up. It's just I'm just warning you now. It'll be on a list. So Adam is gonna give us a trivia. He's gonna read off his little description, Frank. This is not going to be. I didn't exactly plan it to be like this, but I just decided at the last minute instead of just throwing out the title out there, I'll just give you my little excerpt that I wrote since I took the time to write these things, and you guys can say the name of the episode. So, starting wait, with number five. Okay. Wait till he finishes, and then we'll discuss. Yes. All right. So number five, Chucky Annabelle Brahms the boy too, and every dummy related episode of Twilight Zone owes this one some deserved respect. This is one of the last known appearances of Telly Savalas' hairline. R.I.P. hairline. This one's pretty obvious. Uh, yeah. Living Doll. So, so Adam's top five, his number five is Living Doll. Yep. Um, I noticed... Oh, before we start, let me... Sorry, before we comment on yours, let me quickly read our top five for Twitter. Okay. Uh, Cozy TV Cat Lover, at Cozy TV Cat Lover. Top, Living Doll, Ring-a-Ding Girl... The fear, stop over in a quiet, and the encounter. Yeah, he's just trying to start some shit. She. She. She's trying to start some shit. Daniel wrote at DTHO84. His top is the long morrow, the masks, the encounter, and number 12 looks just like you, and living doll. So both people have living doll in their top five. And it is one of those classic episodes, you call it. There's about 10 episodes, I would say, is in that classic list, and this is definitely one of them. Is Frank okay? Yeah, Missy's talking. Okay, okay, so make sure. He's, like, getting really blurry over there, but... Adam, what would you say was the pushover to put this in your top five? Um, honestly, a combination of the creepy factor, the fact that... Uh, uh, Telly Savalas was such an a hole in the in the episode. It, it's it's a it's a nice little case of like you know uh, revenge comeuppance. You know it, it's a, it's a okay. nice little comeuppance episode, um, and I, we had a really good time watching it. I remember that. So it it just it stuck out that, and it, and I remember it because it always shows up in the marathons. You know I'm like oh this is the one with the doll. You know and it's like yeah. and me and my family I was because my, my mom especially has this thing with dolls like she gets really creeped out like anything with a doll that talks or moves or anything like that so when this one comes on it always gives her the willies you know so i wish we would have chosen this one because this is from that episode of the simpsons one the great caesar's ghost a talk crusty doll i'm the clown and i love you very much that doll is evil i tell you evil evil I wish we would have chose that theme song. I love Grandpa Simpson. I just yeah. absolutely love that guy. Yeah, but I, I like the episode. I like it plenty. It didn't, and we had a good time with it. Yeah, we, we didn't really have any any bad things to say. We, we were really looking for stuff to pick about that episode. You know, it, it's it's yeah. it's stuff that we've seen before, but at the time, it wasn't like the popular thing. In time, like I said before, everybody's borrowed from this and and taken it to different levels and. Some do it better than others, you know. Like I, I appreciated the first, you know, Child's Play, but I think by the time they started doing Annabelle and all that kind of stuff, those those movies are just boring as shit to me. But they're still ripping off the same premise, you know. So and the most insulting part of those movies is they're like based off a true story. I'm like, no, the doll kind of went <laughs> once. Actually, the the doll. This this I think I told you guys in the episode, the actual episode. Uh, the, the original Annabelle doll was not Annabelle; it was Raggedy Ann. Yeah. Uh, and and I remember for a long time, my sister had this thing she was doing where she was real little, and every night she's getting nightmares, and she'd be like, "Like, what's scary? Like, do you have a nightmare? No, something spooky. What is it? Something spooky in my room." And this just went on for like weeks, and then finally. My dad had just had it, and he went in there, turned the lights on, and he just pointed to everything, every toy in the room. Is this spooky? Is this spooky? No. Is this spooky? No. Finally gets to Raggedy Ann. Ah! 
Raggedy Ann came out of the room, went in a garbage bag, and went up in the attic. This is before I heard the Annabelle story. At least your so, sister didn't go in a garbage bag up the attic. Yeah. <laughs> Fucker, she's out. That's what I wanted to do. No. <laughs> but oh, I think I found the spooky thing. Yeah, so Annabelle may or may not have been in our house at one point. Who knows, you know, but it is a pretty creepy-looking doll. I mean, I, I you know, it... it Child's toys and clowns and things like that, they're always made, they're always the things of nightmares. It's no wonder kids don't play with toys anymore. My, <clears throat> I did, Raggedy Ann is scarier to me than the Annabelle doll in those movies. It's just so, like, it's so trying way too hard. I had, my brother had a puppet on the wall from, like, my grandpa or my great-grandpa or something like that. And it was, like, the, you know, it was a marionette. So it was on the, had the little wood thing and it was a tack or something i have one of those too yeah and it had like the long exaggerated nose and a creepy old man i had like this wispy white hair coming out of it and i was sitting there like as a kid just like convinced it was moving around the room when i was like five <laughs> i remember it terrified the shit out of me uh, one of the good ones i remember was cat's eye the very end of cat's eye there's like that little troll that comes out of the wall there and uh we have a halloween decoration that looks almost exactly like that thing and we had we, we keep telling our our parents would you stop putting that decoration out because we're pretty pretty sure that belongs in the house in a glass jar sitting next to Annabelle it shouldn't be put out at Halloween the thing is is cursed. I remember <laughs> I found the doll when I was a little bit older. I found it and I put a nail through its head, <laughs> like through the eyebrow, and I folded the eyebrow over it. <laughs> and I was like, "You're fucking dead." <laughs> okay, oh, I'm like bitch. Uh, so you were that kid, okay. <laughs> Well, I was like, that doll's dead. If it was ever alive, it's dead now. You were the you were the bad kid in Toy Story. No, I, I did it. I didn't do it the rest of them. I just did that one because it was fucking evil. Just that me. one. I, uh, I, uh, when I was being babysat once, when I was really, really young, man, I took, uh, I guess, the, our babysitter had a daughter, so she had dolls in the basement. And I, I didn't know that, that the, uh, the exterminator was coming over that day to spray the basement. And for some reason, I just got, like, cord, and I hung all of her dolls from the rafters. So when he went down over there, there was, like, 30 dolls just hanging <laughs> all over the place. I, I have to imagine it was an extremely creepy circumstance to walk into. Mom, <laughs> DCFS is at the door. No. I can't wait to see the atrocities you hang on that shelf behind you there, that empty shelf you have. Yeah, it's got room for uh, a lot of a lot, lot of raggedy ants can go on that shelf. A lot of raggedy ants and dead cats. Playing with I, I one, two, three. I have like five shelves behind me. I need to put up. Yeah, I'm gonna go kind of like you need a whole collection of living dead dolls. Yeah, I just don't collect anything. I don't even know what to put on there. Like, I mean, just I, don't just don't do the dumb uh, thing and fill it up with Funko Pops. Okay, just don't do that. Everybody, yeah, everybody does that. I I, I, I all them away. Yeah. <laughs> Frank man. I have. Frank, what's your top five? Your number five, sorry. Oh, I was going to say my whole top five? Or? No, your number five. Okay. I just want to preface these are all opinions, so there's no really no reason to attack anybody for it. But, uh, okay. okay. okay number, number five, the masks. Fuck you! <laughs> right, sorry. Uh, You're fucking okay. wrong! <laughs> number five, the masks. Okay. I mean, it's a, it's a it's a solid episode. It's a, it's a solid Twilight Zone episode. I mean, you end up with people with weird looking faces. It's always a a, a big crowd pleaser. It's a it, classic. It, yeah, you know, it's a you know, it works. It, I have you know, no problem acting, with that. Yeah, I mean, I thought the acting was great. The old man was fucking cast perfectly. He played it perfectly, and uh, and uh, and I love the fact that he didn't have you know. Uh, it's okay. I, I, and, I, and I love the fact that he didn't have a, an imprint of the mask on his face when he died. I love that part. It was so symbolic. You were almost expecting it. It didn't happen. Yeah, that that was the, yeah. the, be the beauty of it. That you know, he'd, he'd been vindicated. You know, right? So. Exactly. And like him not having that, just you know, it was more. You know, like there was there was symbolism there. You know, more symbolism like than, you, than you could. You know, as long as, long as you caught it anyway. You know. Yeah, I also like the fact that it was directed by Ida Lupino, who was in one of our least favorite episodes from season one, 16mm Shrine. She's the only oh, female God. to ever direct a Twilight Zone episode, original one. <clears throat> the only one. She did a fucking great job. She really did. Yeah. That episode is solid all the way through. 
So, sure is. I mean that that episode has has a has a high probability of making my top ten of the entire series, possibly. At least top twenty. At least yeah, top next 20. week will be our top ten. Uh, <clears throat> top ten battle t- bottom ten of next of the entire series. So. Give me a yeah. long episode, guys. That, yeah, I was going to say that'll have to be an extended episode. Yeah. Next week is one episode for the entire stream. So there you go. Podcast, so it's going to be a long one. Um, just warning. That's what she said. Um, not say that. She said I'm so wish it was a long one. But you did the movie quote where you cut out all the surrounding words and said it's a long one. <clears throat> it's dot 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 a long one. Yeah, I've never heard that in my life. <laughs> Anywho, that's a good five. That's a good number five. Thank you. It's a, it's a solid start to a list I actually made. I can't believe you made a list. I'm more proud of you for that than, than uh, your your number five. <laughs> Thanks. Yes. <laughs> if there's nothing else, shall we go into my five? Oh, okay. Is it in um? Is it power PowerPoint form? <laughs> it's it's a PowerPoint list. I no, thought I about it. doing that. I didn't have time. I didn't have time. I yes, made a filthy. Did. I made a filthy version for every episode on my top and bottom. <laughs> so here's the original cut of my number five. It was much grosser than I expected. It's, it's uh, more gross, actually. I'm glad they cut it. I'm glad they changed it to what it was. Um, they they made a wise decision. But here we go. Here's my number five. You want? No, no, no. Doesn't matter. What's the difference where I sit? It's not the seat. It's the airplane. <laughs> I'm gonna be all right. Can't you? I will. <laughs> I guess I need a little. Are you all right? Yeah, fine. <laughs> you guys look constipated. <laughs> Don't you think you're a spark? Yeah, I'll, I'll take one of those. Sir. Full Yeah, fine. Will you wake me if you need me? I will. Realize what the sounds like. I know I had it. I know it looks to you as if the same thing's happening again, but it isn't. I'm sure it isn't. Look, the reason I'm of this isn't just to worry you. You know that I didn't tell you before. Well, I want you to tell me. I didn't tell you before. I wasn't sure whether it was real or not, but I am sure now. It is real. No, darling, it's all right. It's all right. Julian, I know your intentions are good. I know you love me and sympathize with me, but don't patronize me. All right. All right, then I'll... Honey, I was going to tell them what you... Are you? Me? Please, Bob. For the love of God. (laughs) They'll teach you to eat the potato salad at a Texas barbecue. What'd you do? Get his wife to give him one of those pills? He'll be out for hours. Well, I hope so, the way the storm's coming up. Now don't worry, Betty. Everything's fine. I hope so. Mm. 
It's all right now, darling. I know. But I'm the only one who does know. Right now. The flight of Mr. Robert Wilson has ended now. Pepto-Bismol, as it yes. soothes heartburn and upset stomach, as well as diarrhea. <laughs> heartburn, <laughs> stomach, indigestion, <laughs> diarrhea. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I recorded that off an 80s tape I had, and I threw it on here, so I figured it was relevant. But I'm glad they cut it down. Yeah, that's my number three, my number five. Nightmare at 30,000 feet is... Uh, so. Question. Were those farts real? And if so, how long did it take you to record all of them? They were a sound clip from YouTube. Damn. <clears throat> Recording live ones would have been interesting. I don't want to talk into this microphone after I shat <laughs> on it, but... <laughs> Every time I breathe out, just floats up. <laughs> no. I rely yeah, on you. It that. gets your mustache, you know? Yeah. yeah. All over. You don't want that. Yeah, if, if he was curdling in his shorts as much as he was in that clip, that lady would not have had her mouth open, just saying. No, no. Um, I do like, I love the fact that I removed the gremlin from the episode and and made new context for it. So all her <laughs> it, looks of worry are... <laughs> it works so well, dude. It, that he it, shit himself on a plane going, he's, he's, he's scared about doing it again. It's so, it's so perfect, dude. <laughs> that was fun to do. That was the one, that took me a long time to make. I can imagine. Yeah, like that. That's that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. Anyway, that's my number five. Um, Adam, let's. We need to hurry up. Let's go to your t your number four. Yes, sir. All right. So this this one's you're gonna get it right away. Uh, Martin Lando stars as Russian officer trying to defect. It's a perfectly paced scene from a spy movie that never happened, but maybe should have. Interesting. I can't believe that's only number four on your list, actually. Yeah. Seemed like you enjoyed uh, that quite a bit. Well, I, it, it's fun for me because I'd never seen that episode before, surprisingly. Yeah. I never saw that one. And I was like, where the fuck was this episode when I was watching, like, you know. This is one of those lost gems that people don't yeah. normally see. Yeah. Probably because it was so, so shoved so far to the end of the series that people probably just tuned out by then, maybe didn't watch it. But you I enjoyed it. At like 5.30 a.m. during the marathon or something. It you know kind of had that Manchurian candidate uh, vibe to it. I enjoyed it. I didn't do it again. What? I didn't bring up the John Frankenheimer movie. Adam did. Damn. Damn. Adam I did. fell right into that. I fell right down that rabbit hole. Damn it. No, no, fuck you. You didn't fall into it. You created that rabbit hole. No, damn it. You no, I take it back. I take it back. It's no longer my number four. I was kidding. I will agree, though. It is. That's part of the reason I love that episode so much. Is mm -hmm. it, it's. I like how simple. I like the ones that aren't super, super sci fi or super, super sappy or country or blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah, this one's more of a battle of wits. And I, 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 no I really. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to this cut you off. very no, simple. No. Yeah, Jeopardy Room is a very simple episode. I mean, padded a lot with, you know, rod, rodisms, I guess. Yeah, but there's I mean, a lot of that rod talk. Frank, hold on one second. No, it's just just your uh, feed. Your blurry it could be yeah. your feed. It also could be that I'm maybe blurry? your cameras. Your camera might be at 480. Uh, go to your gear oh, settings and, and change it to 720. Yeah, I've been waiting, uh, but yeah, it's a it's a good. I like that episode a lot. Yeah, so yeah. I don't want to get too much into it. It does uh, is it is on my top five. So that's all I can say. Is that better? Yeah. No. Well, no, you're still blurry. No. Yeah, no, still blurry. Yeah, it doesn't look blurry to me at all. Do this. We're not going to cover our podcast with this, so fuck it. Who cares? <laughs> um, I care more about the podcast than the video feed. I don't yeah, know. It is what but, it is. But I, I do want it to work right. It looks like it's working fine to me. I mean, you're blurry. It's, just, it's, just, it's a stream yard thing, man. It's just pixelated on our end. You, you, look, you look like you're coming through an old 1990s uh, 
Windows I'll, 95 I'll, camera. I'll sign back out and sign back in. You better hurry because you're up next. So let's talk. Frank, do that. Uh, we'll talk yeah. about this episode a little bit more. Okay. I like the fact that it's simple. I like the fact that there's no sci-fi involved at all. Frank, go ahead and leave. Do it now. Do it now. And do it. Do it. Do it. So I can talk over it. There goes Frank. Um, I like. I like that there's no sci-fi element. There's only so many episodes like the silence, um, uh, uh, the shelter. This one. There's, there's like five episodes that have zero sci-fi involved. The monsters doing Maple Street until the last ten seconds don't have it. Doesn't have any sci-fi, and the sci-fi part of that ruins it for me. I like the fact that it's just fear-based. Yeah, I like those kind of episodes. Um, that, that's right up my alley. So this this episode is, is definitely on my list. I love it. It's uh, especially toward the end of the season where we weren't getting many gems. We we're mostly dealing with fours and fives i was starting to give up hope you know and then all of a sudden i'm like oh hey this is fun you know so. you know what's weird though i mean let's we'll talk about it now because frank's gone but we were dealing with a lot of kind of eh episodes but they weren't as terrible as the oh no episodes in the beginning of the season remember how bad those were yeah those were oh, atrocious and we we'll talk about it. those in the next episode <laughs> yeah but i remember being like oh this episode yeah oh. It was one after another, and so when we get to the Jeopardy room, I'm kind of like, oh, they they had scripts out there that they could have worked on and done, but they just didn't. Yeah, it felt like everyone kind of gave up at this point. This might have even been like a pilot for a TV show, or maybe maybe something that was written for a movie that didn't happen. Whatever the reason may be, it, it's it's a fun little episode, and like you said, hidden gem. And I thank you for introducing me to it. I really do. I really enjoyed it. It does feel like this the opening scene of a James Bond movie, like a good yeah. James Bond movie. A good one of the good old ones. It's one of the things I realized. I I, I recently restarted watching the James Bonds, and I did not realize how much I loved Doctor No until now. And maybe it's because oh. now that I'm older, like I appreciate movies differently. I look at them through a different light, and I yeah. and I appreciate different things. The thing I like about that particular movie is it's not about gadgets and action it's espionage it's you know cloak and dagger shit actual spy stuff which james bond has kind of gotten all the way away from in in recent days it's cold war espionage yes cold war espionage and part of the reason i i fucking hate uh what's his name dana craig no the sec the third james bond technically oh uh pierce brosnan no he's fourth uh oh roger moore he's fifth roger moore is, is third he is his movies are fucking terrible. Yeah, he has he, that that's when they're going through that campy phase and it, it just yeah, they got old, like, you know. Part of it I mean, we're waiting for Frank cuz he's next, but part of it is it's uh, subtle racism in in those movies. There's a lot of that. And then camp, part of that is humor, which mm -hmm. is the guy blows up, literally balloons up and blows up at the end cuz he hits the top of the ceiling. You know, like, and they had like the the Dukes of Hazard thing with the car where it spins around that ramp, and you're like, "Oh, this is so bad." Well, uh, Twilight Zone ended in '63, correct? '64. Okay, so '64 would have been Doctor No would have been like a, a year or so before that. So I think this might have been trying to catch in on cash in on the spy craze, which I'm fine with. There was a lot of cool things. They happen like post James Bond, like you had Man from Uncle, you had Mission Impossible, uh, I Spy, all those shows that came out. Uh, the the spy show thing almost took over the Western for a few, you know a few minutes there. And Man from the, Uncle, Man from Uncle, yeah. This kind of fits in with those like perfectly. Yeah, it does have a lot to do with that. This is two years after Doctor No. Yeah. Um, this so. 63 it was from Russia with Love. 64 was Goldfinger or Gold. Yeah, Goldfinger. So James Bond is raping a woman in a shed, raping a lesbian in a in a in a barn in a pile of hay. That happens in that movie if you go back and rewatch it. And that's what happens. Uh, so yeah, they are definitely competing with those with those what's this Ian Fleming novels, and you can yes. tell kind of that to it. And I like it, and I appreciate it. It's the only episode I can name that's kind of like this. Yeah, if you get a chance to watch Doctor No in 4K, do it. Uh, it's 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 kind of eerie because it's like you're watching a brand new movie that was shot in 1960 whenever it came out, and it, it's it's 62. So it's 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 clear as day. It looks like it was shot yesterday, 
And my God, has there ever been a more powerful on-screen entrance than Bond? James Bond. That was the first time he ever said it, and he looks so damn cool every time he does it. And watching him do it in 4K, he looks somehow even cooler than he did it the first time. So Everyone pissed Sean Connery's ass when he died. Fuck Sean Connery, but he's a horrible piece of shit in real life. But as an actor, he's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, okay. he had his moments. He he, he, you know, okay. he he made that his thing, you know. But it, it was more or less the character. You know, it was just it was just done so well. You know what I mean? Like that. Was, you don't you don't even see the villain in Doctor No until like the very fucking end, and I appreciated that. Like it was just great. You know, they 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 built him up. So when he showed up, he was this ominous presence, you know. I think we're going to move on from Frank here because he's yeah. Not here. So let's. Well, I just want to say I like the fact that it's really, really simple. This episode, there's, there's mm-hmm. like three beat points, but I like that. I always say, tell me a simple story with interesting characters. Mm-hmm. We get that. That's. I always say how simple I want things. If you want to make it complicated, that's great. But you got to have that simple core. You don't have that core, it doesn't fucking matter what It's like, okay, if you're going to have a show with like really clever dialogue, then have a simple story to tie it together. If you don't have good dialogue, then have a very complex story with just very little bit of dialogue to cut together. It's like you have to have that balance somewhere. Yeah. You can't, you can't fit the them reason, both in the same movie. Part of the reason that the movie Inception works, it's a complicated storyline, is they keep a simple core, which is he lost his wife. Mm-hmm. It's really simple, but you, get, you understand him, and then you kind of accept the little... Legos they build on top of that. Another example of those would be pretty much every single Quentin Tarantino movie. Those are all ridiculously simple stories yeah. that have like this complex dialogue layered on top of it, which makes it work. You know, he's a so, dialogue guy. Yeah, he's a dialogue guy. This, I was thinking about this last night, and I was like, Tarantino and Kevin Smith aren't that far off. No, they're, they're similar. Dialogue based. Both of them really liked Martin Scorsese a lot. <laughs> They kind of do their own take on Kevin yeah. Smith is like the comical Martin Scorsese, and uh, uh, Quentin Tarantino would be the the dirtier, grittier Martin Scorsese, if that's even possible. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the more uh, uh, the the ghettoer version of Martin Scorsese. So let's go to my top, my number four. Um, let me cue it up here. I- I've already played this on the show, but here we go. This is my number four. I have put up with your inept ministrations all these years because your is a refreshing departure from the modern medical norm. Look at this, my dear. The of a self-centered coward, a gutless. Oh, but Paula, look at that beauty. That insolent hauteur. That skin deep. It has none of your heart, none of your self. You all came here for one purpose, to watch me and cry bon voyage, to put on my clothes and with your free hands start grabbing things from my Father, that's cruel. That's truth. You came to soon. I'm going to take it off. I don't care. Stop it, you (laughs) You did that. You you went there. You went there. There he is. All right. Frank, did you see that? Did you see that at all? Yeah. That was my number four, the masks. We've already talked about it, so there's no reason to continue. But what what is your number four? My number four is the living doll. Okay. Very similar. Tiny team. Okay. I have a feeling Frank and Adam's list are going to be very, very similar. Which isn't a bad thing. I'm just saying. I, yeah, I'll be glad if they are. You know, it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I. You guys have been watching the show for a long time, and it, it will mean that I get it. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I, I see the same things you see. So since we talked about it, let's move on to Adam number three. All right, my number three. <clears throat> Maybe not the most popular episode, but the protagonist is not always the one you are supposed to like. Richard Erdman does a fantastic job annoying literally everyone and is granted a watch that stops time. It's a great oh. example of he who has everything stands to lose the most. No, 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 no. After you said, I think we all agree. No. 
I like the episode. I, I like the concept. I like the fact that he's really irritating. He's like, you think about that now. I, I, I'm seeing kind of a pattern, like like just going through season five. You guys don't like annoying characters. I do if they're dumb. Five. Yeah, yeah, it's my top five. I, I it, yeah. it's one of those ones that when Again, it comes on, I'll, I'll sit. And, it's yeah, it's it's opinion. I'll, I'll sit and watch it. I enjoy it. I, I feel like it's a classic episode. It's a classic concept. It's been redone. Uh, it's one of the ones that got remade. I remember this one did get Clock remade. Stoppers. The movie, yeah. that too, you know. But no, I I, I enjoy the episode. It, it, it's it's a similar concept to, you know, the guy in the library that breaks his glasses. But I still like it. I just do. It, yeah. it's it, it's interesting. It, it is a bit of Tom Nuff at last, and it's a bit of the most curious camera. It's a little bit of that, <clears throat> kind of mixed together. If I had a top or bottom ten, it would make like number eight. I, I fucking hate. I, I like the premise, but it, they did it so piss poor for me. I'm not going to shit all over your opinion. I was joking when I said no. It's too late. But no, I was fucking around. <laughs> but no, it, it's a it's an interesting choice. I don't know. If nobody said that for their top ten. So their top Surprisingly, five. it's the one that I didn't watch with you guys. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I'm like, I I went through and I made sure I watched all the episodes that I wasn't on the show for. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is part of season five. I really like this episode. It is interesting that you chose that. Because mm-hmm. uh, yeah. me and Frank, Frank and I, not fans. Not 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 big fans of this episode. It's and I just, wouldn't have known that because I wasn't on that episode. But I don't think it would have changed my mind any. Well, luckily, we have a podcast that you can catch anywhere on your podcatcher. I know. Yep. And reddragonsradio.com. Even if you're not on the podcast, you can still listen to Podcast. Yeah. Anyway, um, if I wanted to, I, you know, I'm glad you have it in your top five because it throws me a curveball, and I, I, <laughs> I don't know how. What What about that kind of stuck out to you? Was it? Didn't you think this? Okay, uh, this is a loaded question. I realize, but Frank and I kind of found the ending kind of. Eh. What about What about the ending? Oh, the fact that he breaks the watch and everything is stopped still? It's, it's yeah. like I said, he, he who's, it, it's that the tale of, you know, he who has the most stands to lose the most. It's like he, he literally has everything, but since he's such a dope, he, 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 takes advantage, he takes advantage of a good situation. You know what I mean? And, and it's, it's another one of those, those comeuppance things. You know, I, I just, I, I like the way it played out. You know, it's like, yeah, well, serves you right. You know, the, the thing that he really loves the most is not the fact that he can do whatever he wants. It's annoying people. It's having somebody to listen to him. And without having any, for the guy that, that can't stop talking, when you take away his audience, you've taken away everything from this guy. Yeah. I like that. I, I agree with all that, but like you said, we can't stand annoying characters. Like no, you can't. Forward. Holy fucking shit. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I like annoying characters if they're... If if they're you know entertaining at least or played well and, and that that particular actor was in Stalag Seventeen I liked him in that one too. Okay. Can you just tell me the the episode again? It sounds a silence, stopwatch. right? What was it? Kind of stopwatch. Oh, kind of stopwatch. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I just feel like that was a lazy episode. Mm. That if it was done in season three, it would have been way better. Yeah. Maybe that's why. I mean, I'm looking at it, you know, this the the season as a whole, and that was one of the ones that, when that episode comes up, it always sticks with me. It stays with me. It, it, it the ones that I can remember. You know, it, some of these Twilight Zones, it's like you don't remember it till you start watching it, like maybe five ten minutes, and it was like, oh yeah, that's this one where that happens. Uh, yeah. This one, you always remember everything that happens as soon as you see the guy. You think about that now, you know? And yeah, you you guys don't like annoying characters. That's pretty. As much as I give you shit, I also really appreciate when people find those little episodes that really stick with them. Mm-hmm. Because that episode does nothing for me. It does nothing. I, I watch it. I don't ever want to watch it again. I'll say that. So it's, it's interesting to me that you find it uh, a great episode. Yep. I'm glad you're getting something out of it. Yeah. Like, it means that, obviously, it's, you know, our lists are our opinions. So it's, it's interesting to me that you, you uh, really latched on to that episode. Yep. Frank, what is your number three? Nightmare at 20,000 feet. And that's already been talked about. Yep, 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 yep. Even though I, I cut that out of mine. I should put a turd here. 
<laughs> oh, you know. Well, yeah, yeah let's, it, let's it sucks. Because, all right. Go, go ahead. You have something you want to say about it? I was just talking about your little figurine. It sucks if, you know, because he's season three. I got to use my little figurines. <laughs> yeah. Well, when we do our top and bottom, if you want to have it on there, if you want to uh, wait, they, they wait both will. the invaders, go ahead. I mean, it's but, fair that it's on his invaders, list. It, well, yeah. This is one of those ones that when you say Twilight Zone, it's usually the one that comes up in a conversation. It, it, it's this one or, or, you know, Burgess Meredith, you know, with the books. You know, those use the, the I've two never heard anyone talk about this episode. Nope. Not once. It's a nope. it's an episode that people talk about as a genre anthology show cliche, but never oh, this okay. particular episode. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like yeah. every anthology show has their own haunted camera, haunted painting. Ugh. That's my crypt. The haunted, haunted painting. Haunted dude. watch <laughs> in this particular instance where it's some sort of magical device, but I don't ever hear anyone talk about this specific episode. Oh, I thought we were talking about Nightmare at... Uh, but... Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. Yeah, no, I thought we moved. We were talking about Frank's episode. I was queuing up you my jerk. next episode. Oh, that's on me. Sorry. <laughs> He's right. Yeah, this is definitely in the top ten yeah. people talking about. I forgot we moved on. It's so. always in the marathon, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, Shatner... Can't go wrong with that. Do you I see don't, people, don't. podcaster audiences, how hung up they get when they don't agree with one of my choices? <laughs> <laughs> they just can't even move on from it. I can't. Okay, here's my number three. Here's my filthy version of it. This is the boy from Wong Ho. That's right, sir. We were caught in ambush. Multiple shrapnel abdomen. Extensive damage. That's the way of the world, Georgie. The rich get richer, and the long shots lose. So what's to do? You said he had a good chance. You told me he ran good on a wet... I said that. Georgie, you put this back where it came from. Now look, Maxie, I'm sorry about your kid and all, but that don't give me... No more! No more! 20 years ago, I should have right in your eye! 20 years ago, I should have known a little time a man has to rip his son... Hey, Hey, How about some white pop or some candy? Sure. Some rides and some candy. Anything you want. Anything at all. You remember what I used to say, Pip? Remember? I remember. I used to say, hey, Pip, who's your buddy? Hey, Pop, you're my buddy. You know, this place reminds me of your father, God rest his soul. He used to talk about, about here all the time. Yeah, we sure had some good times. Oh, we had some wonderful times. Work the up the jaws. That's what my pop used to say. Hey, pop, you're my buddy. You always were. Who's your buddy? New pop, you're my buddy. What happened? What's the matter? Pip, listen to me. My episode's about a, a kid reminding him, or adult reminding himself, his child, himself, that his dollar, dad used to molest him. Tell me about that, but if there was a, if there was a top ten list uh, that we did for season five, in praise of Pip would have made it. Yeah, it's my number three. Jack Plugman, yeah. can't go wrong. No, no. I, that, that was a good episode. I, I didn't make my top five, but it would have made my top ten. Uh, yeah, the, the clug. The clug. Can't go wrong with the clug. Quincy Adams. Game of Thrones. Ga- Game of Thrones was probably the most non-story episode. Yeah. <laughs> so, I like great. Yeah, I like great. like that, where it's dialogue-driven and it goes somewhere and you don't feel like you wasted your time. Yeah, I mean, it was filmed in one room. It was if great. you can film a, a movie in one room and not have me be like, "Come, leave the fucking room," come on, then you you've accomplished something magnificent. 
Phone booth. No. <laughs> Phone booth, I'm like, come on. Get out of the fucking booth. Just leave. It was a good movie. Tell it's okay. Joel Schumacher, RIP. But Colin Farrell. Boys. On my knees. <laughs> yeah. Adam, what is your number two? It's simple but effective. Revenge is always a dish best served cold. Greedy family receives the fortune of a dying man only if they show how ugly they really are by wearing magical masks. Always thought the faces reminded me of a tiny bit of Eye the Beholder. Either way, it's a terrifying reveal these people deserve. Took his face off. Tiny surgery. How how are you thinking we weren't going to guess these? You say the title and the in the actors that are in it. Well, it wasn't originally a plan to be that way. I was just gonna, you know, like read them off, but then I thought, well, you know, I'll, I'll just read the premise and you guess the the name. All right. it's just something I thought of at the last minute. So all three of us have the masks in our top five. Yep. We good. do as well as we could. Yeah, that's a good sign. Um, since we already talked about it, Frank, what's your number two? Right, we're on two. Crazy Pip. Okay, it's a good episode. Can't, I mean, what else to say? Praise the pit, the clog. You know, basically. The version where he didn't fuck his son was great. Yo, oh, yeah. The clog. The version we got. I mean, I love him, Praise the Pip, all the way to like the last two minutes. The reason it didn't make my top five is it's, it's kind of sad for me, and I don't like sad stuff. I'm kind of like weird like that. Well, yeah, I mean, like, I, I mean, I should be going to a therapist because of my father, but you know, hey, whatever. yeah, it's cool. My number two is a different version in the in the filthy version. It's a he's a horrible asshole, so much so that everyone calls him that, and uh, it's not a love story at all. So here's the original cut. You think about that now. It comes up under the sense that there's no need to stand on ceremony, but there are no f- to sit down on either. You've been an ass for 11 years. Is that a question? <laughs> it's an observation. It's been an honor meeting you. No, I won't call. Arrivederci, lady from the space agency. At 8 o'clock. Ask. <laughs> you remember me, don't you? You. <laughs> I'm spent. That really is some terrible old man makeup. <laughs> yeah, you go away now, Sandy. Please go, hmm? Commander Douglas Stansfield asked. <laughs> Kept it simple. I love yeah. the long If I remember correctly, isn't that the one that you liked more than everybody else did? Probably. I yeah, don't know. That's I what I remember it. it. I remember that. Yeah. I, I don't like that as much as you do, but I get why you like it. It felt like it should have been a season four episode with an hour long. But uh, here we are with this condensed version. Like this would have been better as a season four episode. That's how I feel about that. A little longer, stretched out, and we get to see how they actually met and, and talk and grow a relationship. But instead, he's like, hey, bitch. All right, bye, bitch. I got to go to space. <laughs> he, like, stays awake for 40 years for her. <clears throat> but I, mean, I did get why he left. Or he made her leave. I got it. it, it you know, it, it made more sense to me. Yeah, I got it. Viagra was still 50 years away, so... If there was Viagra, though, he'd be like, "Oh, thank God, I'm still alive, and you're still hot." You, you go away. <laughs> third stall. I'll be right there. <laughs> Fuck off. Go, go away, Sandy, and take your clothes off. I'll be there in a, soon. Yeah. I don't walk as fast as I used to. <laughs> and here's our drum roll, Frank. Yep. Drum roll. Oh. Adam, you're number one. My number one. You might not guess this one right away, but I have a feeling you probably will, because you guys are smart. There is truly nothing scarier than being alone when nobody believes you. Are you going mad? It's a bit like being a newer guy on a podcast that's been going for four years. The rest of the guys have books about the show, and sometimes you just enjoy an episode that nobody else likes. Everyone questions your taste and everything after that. 
The real nightmare is that nobody believes you. The fear? No, the nightmare no, I, at 20,000 feet. I was joking. Okay. But it wasn't going to be the fear. No. <laughs> sure not. Okay. Yeah, well, can't fault you on that. Uh, it's a great episode. We all have it on our top five. So I think it's great that it's on everybody's top five. I think it'd be crazy if it wasn't, but I'm glad that it is because it, it, it tells me that you guys are not above. You're not the type of podcast that's above picking something just because it's a classic that everybody likes. If it's good, it's well, good. You acknowledge it. You say that, but when I say my number one, you're going to realize I left off another classic. But, yeah. Eh, Nightmare. Eh. Great episode. What you're trying to say is we're not we're not trying to be too cool for the room. Yeah. No, I literally went through every episode, and you know, you know, you know me. I put way too much thought into what I'm going to choose. So you're a very organized fellow. Yes. So I, I sent that. I went through my scores, and I was kind of like, eh, and I, you know, because I, I I don't have a living doll on my top five. I just don't. To me, it's all good. Falls a little flat. That's, that's fine. I, I I just I just liked it because it just triggered the guy so. Yeah, like, he, yeah, but he was, such, he was such a dick right off the bat. He really is. Yeah. Like he 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 like wins at the the Star Dick of the Year award. You know. Yeah. When I say it's not my top five, I just I I it's a great episode. I love it. If I made a top ten, it's gonna be in there. But it's uh it's just not my top five. But to each their own. I think it's funny how Telly Savalas became a sex symbol after he ditched the rest of his hairline. Like, he was pretty much on top of Pops after that. Yeah. He, what James Bond movie is he in? He is Gold in uh, Ma- Majesty's Secret Service. He played Blofeld. <clears throat> wow. No, really? He played, he played Blofeld. He play, yeah, well, George Lazenby was James yeah. Bond, and uh, Telly Savalas <laughs> was Blofeld. Look it up. Blofeld. Blowfell. Over this holiday weekend, I um, on the Majesty's Secret Service. Just like parts of it, the beginning half, like the parts of the end. There's way too much bobsledding in that movie for me. Yeah, there is a lot. There's and a I lot of like like '60s mm-hmm. stuff going on in that too. I watched uh, Live and Let Die, and then I watched part of or, like the first half of Moonraker. Oh. And I kept oh, telling my girlfriend, I go, just imagine this when they're sitting here and the Jaws is chasing them around and like these gondolas. I go, they go to space in this movie. She's like, no, yeah, yeah. Believe it or not, they go to space. That that was the advertising, the way they advertised the movie. It's like James Bond goes to space, and and by all theories, there should not have been any James Bond movies after that because once you go to space in your franchise, you never come back. James Bond <laughs> It's a terrible, the, it's a terrible movie. Movie though, I can really walk. Once I go to space, I'm like, uh, I start tuning out. Yeah. Like the yeah. Hell's going on here? <laughs> Frank. You know yes. My number one. Is that what you said? Yes. Okay. The encounter. I knew it. Encounter. It, it, it's not going to even. It's probably never on anyone's top ten or five list of this season, but it, it's number one to me because uh, I thought the episode was great. Number one, and number two, it just it's Fine. very. It, it's just very. You know what's that? Yeah, I'll go ahead. Second, because you weren't on mic when I when I recorded this when I said this. Daniel at DTHO8 has uh, the encounter five is number three. I don't know if they're. What order they're in, but it's in his uh oh oh as uh at cozy TV cat lover also top five, so Sweet. three out of the six of us or five of us, yeah three out of the five of us have the encounter in their top five for some fucking reason because it's a great episode that's why and we're all racists. It's <laughs> <laughs> like. Remember what I talked about earlier in one of the podcasts, like people who watch American History X, and they're like, yeah, <laughs> like. Fuck those black people! Like the wrong message of that movie, sir. And I yeah, it really is. Being that blind, but also shame on you a little bit, you know. Yeah, <laughs> if you were to watch the movie and not watch the transition, then you're missing the point of the fucking movie, sir. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like that that movie I was talking about, To Kill a Mockingbird. You know, that was supposed to be like kind of part of the civil rights movement, but the fact that there are 
hillbillies in the South that use the N-word. Uh, you know, you can't, can't can't have the book in school. Okay, whatever. Dumb as shit. This is the whole conversation. Let's not go same uh, tread waters. But got the encounters your number one. Interesting. You know what? Like, if it's an episode that speaks, great. Um, as much as we joke around and kind of make fun of Adam for having, you know, kind of a stopwatch on his list, it's great. No, I'm not. That's Jan. He's off the show. <laughs> I, I fired him. No, honestly, like nobody else is like, I love it. But they're kind of like, it's okay. And you love it? Great. It's something that. I, you're breaking up, buddy. We can't yeah, hear you. I can't understand what you're saying, buddy. Episode. Oh, it just it just restarted yard for me. That was weird. Can you hear me now? Barely. Yeah, you're beep booping out pretty bad. Beep, so, hi Frank. Beep, beep. Beep. Can you hear hey. me now? Yeah. Now he's coming in clear, and you're all fucked up. <laughs> he's doing a purpose. Frank, what about this episode speaks to you? Why is it? Un- why is it your number one? Because I watched it with my grandfather since I was a wee little lad. It was one of our favorite episodes. Yeah. Here, look at my fruit salad. <laughs> I love that guy. You, you grant that to you? Huh? Huh? I'm sure, I'm sure that was funny. I just didn't hear it. Yeah, I'm okay. so confused. <laughs> it's for one uh, nostalgic reason. Very nostalgic. Mm-hmm. That's why. Yeah, I argue with who's getting that. Mm-hmm. I, I'm getting a little bit of what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, Streamyard, Streamyard, setting itself. Yeah, Streamyard, ah. fuck you tonight. Seriously, what's the matter with you? <clears throat> Do I look better? I mean, like, yeah, like, no, you, you're coming in clear, and now, now he's just like, be better. Nope. Same shit. Better? Yeah, that's better. All right, let's see if that works. <laughs> All right, because I gotta, I gotta share a video with you guys. Let's uh, my number one. Let's cross our fingers. Number. Now let's get next or bottom five. Here we go. Fuck Jeopardy. I could make his leave his body from this distance. That would give you pleasure, wouldn't it? Siberia is quite cold, isn't it? Toulouse has a most unfortunate climate. You've been told right. It is a jungle. Jungle. Ah, marvelous. Oh shit! Sorry. Jungle. My bad. Uh, a lot of imagery. Siberia is a f-ing jungle. <laughs> and now let me tell you something about us. Let me explain the difference between you and me. You are a malcontent. I, on the other hand, uh, I adapt to my situations. I don't have a very long, and my job laid out is a. Uh, Rather a dull one. And the factors doing them. Even when he lies down, I can still aim for his. Yes, I believe it, Boris. I know of your prowess. That's my number one. That's great. It's on all of our lists. Deputy Rooms in your number one. Okay, cool. Okay, I mean, I, you know. Was that on your list? Was that what? Was that one on your list, Frank? I, I don't remember if, if Jeopardy Room was it. No, it would make. It, if, if it was the top ten, it would make like six. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. I thought our lists were interesting. I can't believe you had a kind of touch. I can't believe... Well, I can't believe that you had uh, the long morrow, and I can't believe that Frank had the encounter. So I think we all have at least one where the rest of us don't agree with it. That's why I think that average, our lists are yeah, interesting. Yeah, two, I can't believe. Yeah, it's uh, interesting. I don't know. Why it's it's different. Choose number ones. Then sometimes 
to you and have ring. Like, uh, yeah, well, let's talk about our bottom five next in our next episode of this show. Hopefully, StreamYard will cooperate with us. Hopefully, it seems like it's going good now. Any parting words of wisdom? Season five, fuck you, bye. That's my parting words of wisdom. It was, uh, yeah, it was, it was surprisingly, um, season five was surprisingly more, um, I, I hated this season more than season four, and I can't believe I, I can't believe that. You know, season season you. four, season four felt like it was just ugh to get through. But this season was. I'll just, say this: it wasn't as bad as you guys led it on to believe. But yeah, there was a long stretch there where a lot of the episodes were just like, ugh, ugh, ugh. You didn't have to deal like the the prize that is seasons one, two, and three. Those are great. You go to season four, and then you go to season five. So that's why we were like that. That's why we were kind of like uh, five. So five, it would be an example of a show that's just been on too long and has run out of steam because, it, especially ending on you know the, the episode that it did, it's like you really couldn't have picked one of these better ones that was shot earlier and ended it there. So it would have just left we'll the series. About, and, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about this next week. This is exactly what yes. I have. Way I have next week's show. All righty, that, that exact thing. And we'll see if the show's too long. And we'll talk about that. Uh, that'll be next week. Um, next episode for podcast listeners and for YouTube Live is going to be our bottom five episodes of the season. We're going to try to do this a little quicker. See what we can do. <laughs> Hopefully, stream doesn't fuck us over. But yeah, um, um, we don't have plugs. LAW Studios, Raiders of the Lost, Red Dragons Radio. We, we're good, right? Um, until next time. I'm West. I'm Rick Links. And I'm Adam Wilcox. Long citizens.